So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that comes along with that. You're going to miss out on inspiring music. You're going to miss out on seeing everybody's beautiful faces. We can't give you any of that through a podcast, not even the coffee and cookies, which are a staple in most Protestant mainline churches in America, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers or homiletical harbingers of what is to come. We are your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home, if you've moved away, if you're working, if you're coaching your kid's soccer team, if you're still buried in snow, or maybe you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. And we invite you, whatever day of the week it is, for you to receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, go ahead and disagree with us. We don't mind. That's fine. Our whole point here is just to give you something to think about so you can figure out what you think. Talk to the people around you that you trust. Use your own scripture experience, tradition, reason, however you do it. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So week four of Lent. Week four of Lent. Seems to be speeding by. Although, yeah, well, because it's Holy Week and I haven't edited this yet. (laughs) (laughs) Week four is the image of the serpent on a stick being lifted up. Numbers 21, four to nine is this funny little story about the Israelites wandering in the desert and being attacked by serpents. Like you do. Like happens, right? And they're whining. So God instructs Moses to build a a serpent out of bronze and put it on a stick. And to make he, an idol. No, no, that, that comes later. Okay. What they're supposed to do is when they get bit, they're supposed to look at that serpent on a, on the stick and they will be healed. So, oh. So God doesn't get rid of the serpents around them. He gives them a way to healing. Oh, interesting. Right? Like there's a, God that's said, a difference. I don't make junk. Serpents serve a purpose. Stop letting yourselves get bit. But if you do, learn how to fix yourselves. (laughs) Something like that. I like it. So it's this funny little story. And it's referenced in John 3 in the other lectionary text from the gospel this morning. John 3, verses 14 to to 21. Mm -hmm. So, of course, my first question, well, not my first question, but one of the questions I had was, what's the rest of the story about this serpent? Why? Why? What's the purpose So when you look in your Bible, sometimes there's like little footnotes that tell you where other places reference this image. Right. And it turns out that for the story of the serpent on a stick, it shows up again in Second Kings. Okay. When King Hezekiah destroys it. So King Hezekiah is doing like a reformation. Okay. He's like... Kicking out all the high, he, he takes down all the high places where people have been, that people have been worshiping. Uh-huh. And he also destroys this snake on a stick because it has become an idol. Oh, I was going to say, was is he related to St. Patrick? Because this is also the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but no, it wasn't, wasn't anything related to that, okay. really. And the people have been making offerings to this snake. Oh, um, 
right? Instead of to God, right? So he's doing this whole reformation where he's like helping people understand who they are to be worshiping. And he's a righteous guy. So that's what he's, right? Hezekiah, one of the few good kings right. in the Bible. And so this 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 serpent has gone from a healing item, which has function, right? Function and purpose to uh, an item of worship, which is an idol, right? Uh-huh. Which is the very definition of idol that we talked about last week when we talked about Taking something that has function and purpose and turning it into everything. Right. Um, and, you know, you get thinking, you know, how does something like that happen? How does how does the, when does something good slip over the, the edge into an obsession? Mm. From a great thing to a good thing into like a bad thing. Or a stepping stone turns into a stumbling block. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like this is those kinds of things. And, and I think we have a tendency as humans to idolize and make significant to a great extreme. And it can get us in trouble. Okay. Like, I think that you you and I can look around and go, oh, yeah, we have that friend who's obsessed with this that's taken over their entire life. That uh, Alison Berry in One Direction. Just never <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. Really, really, Alison. Never going to pull her back you. from that one. Consider this the intervention. Mark Port- Cordis and My Little Ponies. <laughs> Just, he's the, that one doesn't seem as far out of the The ultimate world. brony. Yeah, there you go, right? But, but I, you know, I got thinking of some things that I think we do this with more easily. One of my favorite podcasts is Sawbones. Yes, medical stuff. Medical stuff? Weird medical Oops. history. But one of the, the little taglines in that is that cure-alls cure nothing. Uh-huh. And I don't know how much, how much, uh, how many of your Facebook acquaintances, like, are selling things. That, oh. and, and you make them sound like, like they're going to cure everything. At Herbalife. Or, or these particular brand of jeans, or sorry, Lululemon, lemon, or right. what's the brand of everybody wears the leggings? Yeah, like they're going to change your life. LuLaRoe, right, not Lululemon. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. going to change your life, right? I mean, that's the the impact, right? Like because they believe so strongly in this product that it's probably not. Probably not. Probably not. We do it in cults of personalities. Like the easiest one to think of is Hitler. Oh well, right. And also probably the most negative. Right. Well, and then, you know, I thought, you know, like Jim Jones. Mm. But but you and I know where it's happened in churches. We know people who are very charismatic leaders who lead their churches way off the track because right. people follow the charisma instead of Christ. Instead of Christ, right? And like what's happening in China right now, mm. where, where the, the president for life, he's done away with term limits. Yeah. Which were set up because of the Cultural Revolution and how... how horrible an experiment that was yes exactly and i think of like other things that are controversial that we have differing opinions on sometimes i remember how how big an argument it sometimes is in the church about where we should place the flag oh where the flag goes is a huge one right and are we allowed to sing patriotic music in church marches and military music Uh, right i have strong opinions about that yeah valued above all else even above god i mean there are some churches that treat the bible like an idol Oh, yeah. And they say, well, if it's not in the book, it's not. And I just go, oof, no. Or if it doesn't fit my interpretation of it. It doesn't fit my interpretation of the Bible, then it's it's satanic. Oh, yes. Right. And we make idols out of our wants. You know, I Mm. want the new car. I want the new TV that does all the tricks. I want the best whatever. You want to fill that link in, right? The newest phone. The the newest phone. The best app. Mm -hmm. Organizing your closet. Or keeping yes, track Chris. of your to-do list. Right. It's not right. going to change my life. It's just useful. Right. That's not um, an idol yet. Give me time. not an idol yet. Give oh. me time. Give me time. I'll update you guys if it turns into that. <laughs> and how we idolize more. Yeah. Right? Like like the idea that I need more versus sufficiency versus enough. Yeah. 
These are a lot of the things that we carry. We are building idols of. Or we liked one thing one time, so it needs to be the thing every time. Right. This happens with like hymns and songs and stuff in worship sometimes where people are like, oh, I love that song. We should sing that every week. And I go, ooh. Ooh. Like we almost had an early crucifixion this Lent <gasps> because on Sunday, which is Palm Sunday, so we're recording this a little bit late. Uh, on Sunday, which was Palm Sunday, I told the folks that we were not going to be singing our closing song, which <gasps> was the same song every week. And there was a, an audible gasp. And it was not like three people. It was like 175 people <laughs> audibly gasped at the same time. And we're really angry that we weren't going to sing. I thought they were going to, I thought they were going to take me out, Susan. I thought that was the end. My life flashed before my eyes. This oh, song that is a beautiful, beautiful song. song. It's a theme song. It's lovely. Everybody likes singing it. There's all these harmonies and we all hold hands. It's great. And I just went, oh, is this too important? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, upset the apple cart a little bit this week too. Well done. Because I put communion in. You guys have been doing communion every Sunday. In we've been Lent. practicing. Yes, we've been practicing for the bishop. Yes, but I. <laughs> By the way, bishop, if you listen to this podcast, we're practicing for you. <laughs> That's it. But I, I slipped it in because it's a way to tell tell part of the story without just reading the, all the all, all of, the all yes the, all the scripture. And you know, it's always good to be ready for communion. We're supposed to like do it as often as we can. The band was like, did you do this by accident? And the, Did you accidentally have communion a week we early? Did you accidentally have communion a week early? And I'm like, nope, we're having it next week too. What? And I know some pastors who won't have communion on Easter because it's too many things. Great. We're supposed to do this as often as we can. Yeah. We can't do it on Easter. My goodness. Yeah. But that we do. We do this. We take things that are good. And we turn them into things that end up being not so good for us. Like, like Instead of something that's good, it's the only thing that's right. It's the only thing that's right. And so I think Hezekiah has the right idea. Let's dismantle things. <laughs> Let's pay attention to what we're allowing stand between us and God. Because it's really easy to go from something really powerful to something that controls us versus um, being a p- conduit for that relationship with right. God. I mean, you see this around big holidays too. Oh, Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. We have to have everything exactly right, right. or it's not going to be the, right. a real holiday. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. And then you're obsessed with tinsel instead of spending time with your family. family. Yeah. That might be a problem. Yeah. So you might remember the famous passage from John chapter 3. Because it's on billboards at football games and, and things. Yes. John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's what we're talking about. But what happens around that passage is there's a line that says that the Son of God must be lifted up like the snake in the wilderness. Wow. We have to think about what was the intention of that snake in the wilderness? That snake in the wilderness was a source of healing and a source of remembering whose you are. But it's not everything. But it's not everything. Wow. Um, Risky business, Susan, to preach Jesus isn't everything on you know, it's a switch from being that snake, right, to the son of man who brings healing and more, right? Uh-huh. Like, I think sometimes we also, we idolize one particular understanding, that it's not because Jesus is on the cross that it all works. It's because it's, he's not anymore. Because he's not anymore. And and that's not the only piece, right? Yeah. If all it took was Jesus going up on that cross and coming down, then why do we have, why do we need to pay attention? Why, yeah, why do we have to read the gospel? Why do we have to read the gospel? Why do we have to do any of this? But we know in our experience, in our living, that it helps us <laughs> yes. not create the idol, yep. right? And so we have to even, even at this point be reminded that Jesus on the cross is about being healed and turning towards God and not just Jesus on the cross. Yeah, We're asked to turn from brokenness, to turn aside from the idea that we can do this all alone. Those are idolatrous thoughts. 
Jesus lifted up is a point of reference. And and the example I gave was when I was junior high age, somebody built a huge maze in one of the valley town, one of those towns you drive through on Highway 80 on the way to San Francisco. Um, oh, there's uh, the, the one of Dixon is the one where the is the largest corn maze in the world. But this wasn't a corn maze. This was actually it was actually in um, like hedges. No, it was made out of like wood panels. Oh, okay. But it was like like a big hedge maze. Okay. Um, and like it was like Va- like in Vacaville or one of those. It was in Vacaville. Okay. It was in Vacaville. Anyway, one Saturday, my family. We went, right? My mom and dad and my sister and brother-in-law. And what I remember about that experience is that you're in the maze, right? And you can't, see, obviously you can't see where you're going because it's a maze, right? There's dead ends ahead of you and stuff. But what I remember was the flag that marked the center. Oh. And, and reminding, you know, that that's the goal. That's where you're trying to head. That's the path you're trying to get around. When we have this experience of, of looking at Jesus lifted up, it creates a change in our orientation and, and leads to our sanctification is what I'm trying to get at here. We're, we, we're trying we're, to become more like Jesus right, and not necessarily to, just worship just, Jesus. Just it's worship. not just like we have to say the right thing about Jesus. It's that right. we have to become like Jesus. We have to become like Jesus. And we keep have, that in front of us all the time. keep that in front of us and not the, the pieces of that that can become the idolatry. Like if I say the right words in the right formula, then I can avoid, I can have a, a hell inoculation. Right. As right. opposed to, if I follow Jesus, then I will become more loving and more, more forgiving and more, and more gracious right. and more serving. You know, that's what that thing is. Not, it's, it's a sign and a symbol of what you're headed for, but it's not the thing. It's not the thing. Right? It's the finger in the moon. It's the <laughs> Lent and the whole Christian journey is not a journey of perfect scores. Good. And A's <laughs> on your report card. Um, and fights to be on the right hand of God, right? Like <laughs> James and John. James and they're John. They're coming. They're going to get their sons right. of Zebedee. Here's the thing, to analyze it all, to approach it all as we go forward. Cool. So that's where we ended up. Awesome. So. Well, thank you, Susan. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the scriptures we were discussing today, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or on our website, which is sundaymorningsleepin.com. And you'll find the archive there, every episode we've ever posted, including links to the scriptures we've been talking about and various and sundry other lovely things. The scriptures for this podcast are Numbers 21, 4 through 9, and John 3, 14 to 21. And the music you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So at the end of a worship service and at the end of this podcast, we we like to give a blessing. And this blessing is this, is to go into the world and not see idols, but see God and respond to where God is calling you out of your, your wants and into God's enough. Amen. Amen. <laughs>